What is going on, Fantasy Alarm family? My name is Justin Fensterman, along with Ryan Hallam and Matt Sells, and this is the Family Times Podcast here on FantasyAlarm.com. Going to talk multiple sports here, getting you ready to win in life and fantasy sports. And speaking of winning, let's talk to our big winner over here from the FSWA Industry Awards, now a three-time NASCAR Racing Writer of the Year, Matt Selves, Mazel Tov, Selzy. How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. It'd be nice if I could get my trophy from 2019, but I'm not terribly <laughs> salty, right? It's just three years later, and I really want my trophy. Um, so, uh, you know, thanks to the FSWA for, A, nominating me as a finalist, and, B, you know, having me win the award is very nice to be honored by uh, industry folks. So as a celebration, by the way, we are making NASCAR free for the rest of the year. Ooh. All NASCAR written content is free for the rest of the year. Wow. So cut projections, the lineup generator, and the example lineups are still paid. Still going to have to subscribe to get those. But the podcast with Dan Malin and myself, the track breakdown on Thursdays, the betting piece, the prize picks piece, the DFS rankings, the playbook, and... Dan Malin's Xfinity and Truck Series stuff, all free. Wow. I mean, Ryan, there's no excuses, Ryan Hallam. There's no excuses. We now have to get involved with NASCAR, especially with all that free content right there on the site. We're all going to be riding in the winner's circle soon, Hallam. Absolutely. And I've used Matt's content before. And, you know, I don't put a lot on DFS NASCAR since I don't know anything about it. But I'm like, I got a three-time award winner here. I I use his stuff, and I've certainly won – several times off of it so yeah you're crazy if you don't uh give matt's uh, stuff a, a read and, and you know put a few shekels down on the dk or the fd or wherever you might play your uh your dfs nascar because uh I, I said it on twitter when you won man i was like this is why i say to read it this is why i say to check it out this is why i say it because it, it's just uh, the best out there man congrats yeah and there are a lot of analysts out there. They write their content, then they go run and hide. Matt Sells is always hanging out in that Discord. Multiple interviews that I've had with Matt Sells on Alarm After Hours on Sirius XM, where I heard the little blip, meaning that he just got hit up in the Fantasy Alarm Discord. So with <laughs> that, he's always there and always hanging out and ready to help you win. And when thinking about, as we go and talk a little bit about the MLB lockout, there are other opportunities to win. We're covering other sports. We're preparing you for next season when it comes to fantasy football. Hell, when it comes to fantasy baseball, don't think that just because at this very moment here where we're recording it around Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, don't think that the season is lost. Stay ahead of the game. And guys, that's what I've been saying on the show. And people aren't listening They're just going to sit there, turn their brains off for the next few weeks because that is how this generation is conditioned. Don't have to worry about it right now, but why have that mad rush mentally preparing for your drafts right when we get an answer? It's stupid, and we've got all the tools on the site to help everybody win right now, Cells. Yeah, we do. We actually just yesterday on Tuesday launched the um, ultimate cheat sheet for drafts and uh for both auction and snake drafts it works for both of those it's got rankings uh my prospect rankings are in there this year sleepers rookies bust like it's a one-stop shop for everything you need to draft but we've got tons of draft guide content 
constantly getting updated. I just updated my rookies piece to move Josh Jung down because the injury news came out about a week ago that he was going to miss a chunk of time. So, and uh, Hallam's busy updating, you know, projections whenever news hits about, you know, this guy's not going to be playing or, you know, whatnot. So, I don't understand why you would, in a sport like fantasy baseball, where it takes quite a bit of knowledge to do it well, I don't understand why you would rush that, right? There's there's a lot of different things to study. There's, you know, a bunch of stuff. I'm not trying to intimidate anybody, but it's something that takes time to prepare for fantasy baseball draft. And now you have even more time, right? Because Professor Man Clown decided to uh, delay the start of the season. So... Now you've got more time to study. So yeah, I, I don't understand why you would why you would cram for a fantasy baseball draft. Yeah, I agree. I, I get people's frustration. I mean, I, I share it too. We all do. Uh, I don't know that too many people are surprised that this happened. I know there was some optimism Monday that something was going to happen, and then you know all of a sudden it went backwards on Tuesday, which you know 2020 really put a just a nail in, in my confidence of baseball figuring things out when they need to like they were the only game in town and it took them months to figure out a 60 game season when we should have had 100 at least when we were all stuck in our houses and got you know had to read james grande's kbo stuff because that was the only game that was going <laughs> which and, by the um, way might be making a comeback if we don't get yeah, baseball like MLB, right? we, we likely will get kbo i i really feel like it's not going to be that long like i don't i don't think they're going to get it together tomorrow uh, you know, I, I feel like there's a decent chance we missed the first month. I don't think we've canceled the last game. But like you said, I mean, you're still drafting. I mean, there's not going to be no season. They're not canceling the season. So let's be honest. I mean, and so those of us who play fantasy baseball, we're going to be playing fantasy baseball soon enough. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. All of our, our you know preseason content and the cheat sheet and the draft guide and everything, uh, it, it's just as good as it's been every other year. Uh, and the, the leagues are going to start soon enough. So, yeah, jump on it now. You have extra time, just soak it all in and, and be ready to go. Yeah, it was surreal yesterday because I actually had to submit my keepers list for my home league yesterday at the same time that baseball was canceling games with Man Clown having a smile on his face while he did it. Um, and by the way, it's not me. Like Marcus Stroman clown, uh, uh, coined the phrase Man Clown for Manfred uh, on Twitter there, so I'm just following suit. But yeah, it was it was kind of a weird juxtaposition submitting a keepers list on a day where baseball got, you know, the first six games or so canceled. Um, but we're still having my draft in my home league at the beginning of April. So I know. just I just started two new ones today, one with Howard and one with uh, Colton and the Wolfman. So I, you know, my rat slam just ended. TGFBI is going, and like I said, I just picked up two more slow drafts. So. Uh, yeah, there's, there's the enthusiasm, while I understand people's frustrations, like I said, I definitely share it too. I'm sure you guys do too, but I mean, it's not forever. They canceled the first week of the season. So, uh, get out there, get the best ball, get yourself sharp, get, you know, and, and don't get off the pages of fantasy alarm. How are you guys handling current MLB free agents? I'm entering a keeper league, my first fantasy baseball keeper league in a very long time. And just thinking about free agents right now. I mean, that's the hardest part of this whole thing, at least from our neck of the woods in fantasy is that we still have players in purgatory. So are you guys just not drafting them? Are you bringing them down to a certain value on your own value sheet in lieu with our rankings that we have multiple rankings on the site as part of the draft guide? I mean, how are you guys handling that, especially you, Hallam, who's mid-draft? Well, you know, most of the big guys, I feel like 
especially the hitters, I don't know if it matters so much where they go. Sure, ballparks come into it. Uh, I don't know that anyone is looking at cores as their home, so I don't think we have a you know a ballpark factor there. But a guy Kyle like Freddie, Fr- huh? Kyle Schwarber is rumored to be going to the Rockies. When okay. he opens. That would be a good one. Uh, like a guy like Freddie Freeman. I, I, at first, I expect him to go back to Atlanta. But even if I, he doesn't, I'm not dropping Freddie Freeman. Uh, you know, a, a closer like Kenley Jansen is, is he go somewhere besides the Dodgers? Does that impact his value? It might, but you know, he's uh, he is who he is. So I'm, I'm drafting him. You know, as I did if he was the the Dodgers closer. So I would say free agency isn't impacting my drafting strategy a lot right now. You know, I definitely take it into consideration a little bit. But I'm not. It's it's not like causing me to avoid people. I actually kept a free agent in my keepers list. I kept Ian Kennedy, uh, who is currently a free agent. He was both the closer for Texas and kind of sort of the closer for the Phillies at the end of the year. Um, but I fully expect that he's going to sign somewhere as a closer. Um, he did well enough in that role the last year and a half or so, and it just comes down to in my league. If he signs as a closer, he's going to cost me three to four times more on draft day than I would have been able to keep him for. And if he only signs as a setup guy, okay, he's still going to help my ratios. He's still going to help strikeouts. He'll get a sprinkling of saves. But saves is never something I go for in my drafts anyway because my league overvalues saves. Um, Elite closers go for... My league is a $100 budget, and we bid on quarter. So it's basically a 400 units compared to 260 units in a normal draft, right? So the numbers don't fully, you know, mesh up. But a, an elite closer in my draft will go for 12 bucks, which is 12% of the budget, basically. Um, which, you know, is pretty, is pretty steep. A guy like Walker Bueller would go for 16 so... Why would I, you know, Bueller's going to get me four categories. A closer is going to get me baby, basically one. So I never really go for saves in my league, but getting to keep a guy who could be a closer at a dollar and a half is pretty hard to turn down. So, um, and as for how we're drafting, we're just going to assign these guys. So if the lockout continues, we're going to be assigning them to their previous team. So Freddie Freeman will get drafted as a Brave. Clayton Kershaw will get drafted as a Dodger. And it has to do with my league is a little weird in its setup, but that's how my league is dealing with it. Obviously, for others, it doesn't necessarily matter quite as much. Um, But it's very tricky to deal with for AL and NL only specific leagues. Right? What if Freddie Freeman signs with the Yankees? Right. And you're in an NL NL league, assuming that he's going to sign with the Braves, it it certainly throws wrenches. Uh, into the plan you I mean you can't in those specific leagues you're frozen right now you can't have anything right. do in those types of leagues the pool is just so small already and, and take right. an imp an impact bat out just like that if he signs with another team he gets pissed off at the organization goes to the AL I, again I, that's why I know that you said you know you had keepers do my league keepers are not due yet but I don't know how you have keepers due right now. We always have we always have keepers due March first. That's the keeper deadline in my league, regardless of what's happening. So, like in the COVID year, we turned in keepers because obviously okay. on March first, it hadn't shut down yet, right? The shutdown didn't happen till March twelfth, 
And then when it became clear it was going to be a 60-game season, we didn't actually play that year in our standard format. We basically said, okay, we're just going to have a snake draft. It'll be fun. doesn't count for anything. And then we reconvened for 2021. So, um, you know, at this point, we're pretty well hell-bent on having the draft on time unless something significant changes at this point. But, again, we have 21 people in our league, and it's a live draft. So <laughs> it's pretty well impossible to go then find another weekend where all 21 of us can go travel to Atlantic City and have a live draft and not, like, you know, screw up some other plans. So A 21-person league? Yes. Alan, have you ever played in a 21-person league, a 22-person league before? Not, not for baseball. One year I was in a 32-team uh, football league, so, like, you just drafted team quarterback and, and things like that. But, uh, no, I don't believe I've gone past 16, which is fine enough for me. I that, that sounds terrible to me. Well, it's basically a draft and hold type format so because we don't really add free agents like waivers right. in the middle of the season so it's more of a 21 team like draft and hold uh auction so it's challenging i'm not gonna lie it's it's a very tough it's a very tough league and i finished second three years in a row trying to win it this year but we'll see i told one of my friends actually brought up an interesting topic and brought it up on the radio show last night so i'll bring it up here with you guys and that's Ideal spots when playing fantasy baseball. What is your favorite website to play on? Obviously, it goes back to the conversation of if you really want the customization of your league to be all in your control, you might have to pay for the league itself on something like My Fantasy League, for instance. But what are your favorite sites, even one site to play on that you would direct a beginner to play on? And then we're going to go over whether or not I'm very interested to hear if you guys would advise playing head-to-head -head versus roto but let's start with the website what do you guys like better i typically go with fan tracks i have my dynasty league is on fan tracks um i think it's a pretty easy site to use they have an insanely deep player pool like ridiculous um i i don't really like some of the settings on espn or yahoo the main problem i have with yahoo is that if you don't pay attention to position eligibility you can get dudes who play one inning of a game one season, and then they're like, you know, like Mookie Betts two years ago played one game at second base and was a second base eligible dude on Yahoo because they have one game eligibility standard. So I would go with Fantrax if you're looking for like more of a free site to play on. Um, my home league is set up on Onroto. It's okay, not great, um, but it does have a lot of customization options for us, which is nice. I was honestly going to say anything but Fantrax. It is my <laughs> least favorite. I hate that site. Uh, I'm in one with Joe Bond at Fantasy Six Pack, put a, a league together this year and asked me to be in it. And it was like, what, what site's it on? He's like, Fantrax. I'm like, all right, because you asked, I'll do it. But uh, it's, I, I find it cumbersome to do anything on that site. Maybe, I, I'm not, I'm, yeah, maybe I haven't used it enough. I don't know. Uh, I it, think Sills it feels is like more analytical than us. Oh, he's a hundred percent more analytical than both of us put together. Uh, <laughs> but it feels it feels like it always logs me out, and then I can't remember my password, and it's seven steps to get my password back, and then I forget my password again because it logs me out again. See, uh, the one the one that I have trouble with is TGFBI, like the being the NFC? the NFC site. I can't stand that because every time I log in, I have to click four different places to try to get to my TGFBI league, and then. 
I have to click three other places to go find my roster and whatever. So, like, during when I was in TGFBI, I would just leave the draft window open. Because if I closed oh. it, it was going to take me the whole four-hour slow draft period to go find where the hell the draft room was again. And you, if you're looking at my desktop right now, you'll see the TGFBI draft room open because I'm the same way. Uh, so I won't, I won't close it for the whole season, uh, or else I'll be in the. So that's, that's my workaround is I just don't ever close it. So uh, I also like Tout Wars on on Roto. I agree that that one is. It feel like they made it in the '90s and haven't updated they it. But they definitely yeah, did. Yeah. yeah, but I'm starting to get like this is my third or fourth year in it now, so now I'm starting to get used to it. But like I needed a, a tutorial from Ian Khan my first year. <laughs> to try to figure it out. So, uh, yeah, that one's fine. RT sports has, has been good. Labor's on there. We have a lot of our drafts on there. Both of the best balls I just picked up are on RT sports. So it's pretty, that one's pretty easy to work on. And I do have leagues on Yahoo, uh, just leagues I've been in for a long time. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but I, it, it's, it's at least easy to navigate. And I've done so many leagues on it over the years that, you know, I, I pretty much know that one pretty well. By the way, I love Ryan, how you, put your mentality when making your pick for one of your leagues as a bracket form on Twitter at fighting chance, by the way, I thought that was very creative by you. Good creating. I was actually on with Jeff Erickson uh, that morning. And and he, he asked me, he's like, are you going to put your picks in a bracket? I'm like, damn, I didn't even know you realized I did that. So like once I was asked about it, I was like, actually, I think I can do that. So yeah, I've been doing that for the first few rounds. I'm, I'm not going to do Erickson it. You know. is like Jeff Erickson is like a silent but deadly predator. He's kind of just like, and I don't mean that in the bad way, okay? So don't edit this like that. You know what I mean. He's just kind of like waiting in the wings watching. I mean, he listens to the late night show too. And I'm like, oh, I better, I better. No, it's not like I talk crap about him. He's like the nicest guy, Jeff Erickson, an OG at, in the industry. At Jeff Erickson, Fancy just called you a predator. Nah, Please. nah. There you go. That's how the rumors begin. And suddenly, (laughs) please, you want to be in a war with Rotowire? I I don't think so. No more wars, right? We haven't had a war in a while between sites. But I'll say I'll say this. I mean, overall, I mean, guys, I mean, I'm fine with playing on Yahoo for the ultra beginner. I'm fine with it. But I advise all of you. And this is where we go into the family table a little bit here, because this is what I'm bringing. And I always like to do it around draft seasons of different sports because I've had experience with this. Default rankings. Don't believe them. This is why you get our living draft guide. These sites that are free don't give a damn about keeping their rankings updated for you. Yes, if there's a player that needs to be added for some odd reason, it'll be he'll be added. But at the same time, when it comes to updating default rankings, Do not just use those as a crutch when in your draft. Make your own sheet of players you want or follow our fantasy alarm living draft guide. Because as someone who has done this before, I've had jobs doing this. They want the player pools six months in advance in ranked like in the top 400, 500 area six months in advance. I used to have to submit it to sites before the NBA draft, projecting where rookies are going to go. And I never was asked to do an update. That, guys, is what I'm bringing to them. I would have done the update. Hell, I would have done it. I mean, it's not like my name's on it. It's default rankings, but they would have asked. I would have done a few updates, moved players here and there. They never asked for it. So because of that, from my experience, 
You can't rely on the, don't even rely on Yahoo's ADPs. Just have our guide as a guide, do a little bit of prep on the side and stick with that plan. Do not go by their default rankings. And that's any of these sites, by the way. Yeah, Colby, before the uh, before Colby Conway and I recorded the MLB podcast this week, which, by the way, just dropped on the site about an hour ago on Wednesday, um, we, he was tell, telling me he was doing some, I don't know, he was on ESPN doing some free league, I think, as a mock draft or something. And he's like, their rankings are atrocious because he was in there. Nobody else showed up for this draft, apparently. They all signed up for it and then auto-picked. So I'm not sure what the point of this mock draft was. But he's like, my team is stacked because their rankings are so bad that the auto pick just went by their rankings. And so he had, like, dudes that should have gone in the fifth round. He got in the tenth because they were ranked so low. And, <laughs> and the auto picks never picked it. So, yeah, I'm with you. Never trust a site's um, rankings. I know in the last few years we've had um, – some stuff with RT Sports where they'll put like rookies or whatever like way down the list because of how they they sort by like last year's stats and so the rookies don't have any stats and so you'll forget to draft a rookie because they don't show up in your right your pool there so always make sure you go in and adjust or make sure you, that you, you know you can find your targets on that list put them in queues all of that good stuff um what I'm bringing to the table is baseball needs to figure it the hell out. Like it can't be this, it can't be this hard to figure this out. Okay. I'm not going to go into all the complicated details of who's offering what or whatever. Let me just say this. Jeff Passon put it perfectly. If you replaced the players with the 1200 next best players, the game would suffer immensely. It would be terrible. If you replace the owners with 30 adequate business people, things might actually improve. That's basically what he said. If baseball was losing money this badly, why are these billionaire business people not selling their teams? If they're doing this badly, why did Forbes change? Ten years ago, Forbes put the valuations of all 30 MLB teams at a combined $15.2 billion. Last year, 10 years later, they put the combined valuation of the 30 MLB teams at $55.5 billion. They've gained $40 billion in value in 10 years, but somehow they're supposed to be broke. I don't understand that. If, if Tampa Bay is so small market and so broke that it can't even afford to go find a new place to play in Tampa and was going to split time between Tampa and Montreal, how could they afford to pay... Wander Franco, a $300 million contract, right? Doesn't make any sense. Y'all had four months to figure this out. Yesterday was day 90, sorry, three months. You had 90 days before yesterday to go figure it out. It can't be that hard. It just can't be that hard. There's too much money at stake. There's too much. You're going to kill the game. You're literally going to kill the game. If you don't get this thing started or we're going to need a, a second steroid era to bring it back, because the only thing that brought it back after the 94 strike was the steroid era in 98 watching Bonds and McGuire have live home run derbies every single night. You know what yeah, I remember? I, most? No, I was just going to say, I don't think I, Manfred wanted this the whole time. I think it was obvious. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, it, yeah he it, comes it was, on there with that stupid ass smile on his face. Yeah. That your league is locked out, and you you're standing there and in the he podium. Did it. You're smiling. Well, and he I remember from 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 the end of last season. I remember Matt saying he said this would be good for the game. He did he knew right December there. It was second. gonna. It, yeah, it was gonna happen. I on knew. December second, he said he was locking the the players out as a negotiation tactic to increase negotiations. Then MLB waited forty three days before. Their first offer, forty-three days after supposedly, and by the way, the things that are getting that got compromised on the universal DH and the expanded playoffs were settled two years ago. In twenty twenty, part of the sixty-game package was at some point we're going to have universal DH and everybody agreed to it. Yep. What happened in twenty twenty? They had expanded playoffs. What happened in twenty twenty one? There was another wild card added. We've had expanded playoffs for two years. Universal DH was coming. The only things they agreed on in the last week and a half were things that were two years old. So nobody gets any credit for for that. And it's just it it's just mind boggling to me that we're in this we're in this. It's so bad. I'd rather have Gary Bettman as the commissioner of baseball. I was going to say he's he might be worse than Bettman now. And Bettman. somebody was like, but he had he's had a, a a labor strike in the fifteen years. I'm like, okay, I'll take one labor shortage every seven and a half years versus two in the last three years. Yeah, it's it's annoying. And for it's us, ridiculous. you know what though? Yeah, but what you know what? At the end of the day, we will get baseball at some point. And we are moving forward, and we're still preparing for our fantasy baseball drafts. I mean, all over the web and the radio for fantasy sports content, we're going to have industry drafts over these next few weeks. We've got the League of Alternative Baseball Reality, one of our oldest traditional industry drafts. That'll be this weekend, those drafts. Then you have Tout Wars coming up as well, with drafts in between going on, besides the ones that are auctions, that you've got snake drafts there too. So a lot to learn from with all of our analysts on the site. Minor league baseball is still happening, by the way. Their season starts April 8th. They're not affected by the lockout, except for the guys on the 40-man rosters who now can't play in the minor leagues. Um, so sign up for MILB.TV. It's 40 bucks for the whole year. You get all minor league games, and you get to now watch baseball. And the best baseball part is the it help the owners. Love that. Good call, Sells. Hey, you want your baseball fix? Other options. How prospects? Yeah, then you'll be best at knowing the prospects come up too. Uh, as always, I'm going to take mine to my uh, ridiculousness. Survivor starts in a week. Uh, so get in your fantasy survivor if you want to join in, of course. Find me at Fighting Chance. I see Fancy's doing a dance. He's ready. Seven days away. And uh, there's a new bracket coming, of course. Uh, probably Friday. I haven't quite put, put it together yet, but I have the idea and the research is done. So just a matter of of drawing it up. So uh, always find me on Fighting Chance on Twitter for ridiculousness abound. I can't win a fantasy hockey league, but a fantasy survivor league, no problem at all. He's Ryan Hallam. Give him a follow on Twitter at Fighting Chance. Give Matt Sells the now three-time FSWA Racing Writer of the Year, as named last week. Give him a follow on Twitter at The Salesman, and you can give me a follow at Fence D Sports. No rest for the winners. That is what it's all about here on Fantasy Alarm and DFSAlarm.com. There's no lockout here. We're preparing like battle is tomorrow, and we have you all covered because we'll always dominate. There isn't any other option. We'll just win.